Coming up on today's show, Daniel Bryan's contract with WWE has expired. New NXT Tag Team Champions crown last night. And some new faces emerged on NXT. Blood and Guts is tonight. And John Smith attempts the Daily Wrestling News Show gauntlet and more on this 91st episode of the Daily Wrestling News Show. This is the Daily Wrestling News for May 5th, 2021. We are powered by the Eastern Observer. My name is Ryan Joy, and I am coming to you live from Minutes to Bell Time Studio B on the beautiful shores of the Great Sakandaga Lake within the Empire State's Adirondack Park. And I am joined today by Mr. John Smith. John, good morning. How are you? Good, man. Doing a little multitasking right now. I'm on, I'm on a pre-sale for Genesis tickets at MSG in, in December, so... Uh... Yeah, forgive me if I stutter a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Need to get those tickets. Uh, if it's anything like Bad Bunny's on, you know, on sale date, you got to get them right now. So and, I don't think uh, they're that high demand. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of acts are touring, so that increases the demand of everything. So uh, these first ones that come out. So good luck with your Genesis tickets. All right. Thank you. <laughs> All right, as mentioned in the opening monologue, Daniel Bryan's contract has actually expired with WWE. They had the uh, Loser Leaves Town, not really Loser Leaves Town, it was Daniel Bryan putting his career on the line in his Universal Championship match with Roman Reigns last week. Everybody knew about that, and everybody said, you know what, this is just WWE being WWE. There's no real thing here. He's just going to show up on Raw or NXT or whatever. But in fact, Fightful and the Wrestling Observer have both confirmed that, in fact, his contract did expire. So uh, he may have signed a new one, or he may be working without a contract, or he may be leaving town or doing something crazy or something else. So, uh, John, what are your thoughts upon hearing this news? I, I That was big news to me. I, I just figured it was going to be a time off due to the ch- concerto storyline-wise. I didn't know that it was... Maybe they're having you know some sort of uh, disagreement with their with the contract. It's you know he could end up somewhere else, but you know how likely is that? You know, it feels unlikely. But he has been on record recently of saying some saying something along the lines of um, about doing unconventional work with WWE. And I don't know what that means, but it's kind of an interesting phrase for him to use. Um, like I mentioned, he may have just re-signed on Saturday morning or on Friday or whatever, but the news that came out that his contract did expire. And then, you know, when I hear unconventional work, it makes me think that maybe he'll take like a, like a date here or a date there, and maybe he'll work some other places and stuff like that. So it's fun to think about where else he might go or what select dates or select programs he could get himself involved in. Uh, I think one of the things that we've talked about just upon hearing, you know, these leaving SmackDown is that we'd love to see him in NXT for a few matches, some programs there. Well, yeah, that was the first thing I thought of when I didn't know that his contract was actually up. You know, if, if it was like, oh, well, he's just going to show up on Raw and, you know, how you know predictable. 
you know, right. him going in there and challenging Finn Balor or something, or maybe just going right after the title like he does because he could just get title shots, you know. <laughs> He's the wedge, yep. <laughs> right. But, I mean, now that it's like this, I, I love him. I'd love to see him like, go kind of the way of Jericho, not on his way to AEW, but like just doing anything he wants, you know, going over to Japan for some shows, you know, doing shows in Europe or whatever, you know, like doing Ring of Honor. You know, maybe yep. an impact show or something like that. I'm sure there'll be some sort of clause where he can't work for AEW, though. Yeah, it it all depends on what he does, right? Like if he has, you know, if he signs like Jericho, for instance, he was at, toward the end of his WWE run. He was just working specific dates, right? Like they gave him a date in Saudi Arabia and he went over there and he wrestled. Um, so they could do something like that where he has specific dates. Um, he could, you know, you mentioned Ring of Honor. I think there's a bunch of matches there that I think would be just great matches for Daniel Bryan. If he wrestled Jonathan Gresham or anybody else in that, like pure styles wrestling, I think that would be fantastic. You mentioned Japan. There's a whole bunch of opportunities over there when the world opens up for, for great matches. I'd love to see him face a Will Ospreay or a Shingo Takagi or any of those guys in New Japan, although I don't want to see him get dropped on his head a lot. That's the one thing about Daniel Bryan you don't want to see. Um, even going south to Mexico, I think there's a lot of you know potential there. You know, you've got good lucha wrestling down there, and you know, kind of get Daniel Bryan back into his you know his earlier roots and stuff. I don't know if he's had a lot of matches down there, but uh, that could be interesting. Yeah, that- no matter what he does, I think it's going to end up being part time work though, since he's got two yeah. little kids now, and yeah. you know, he's probably going to want to be at home. To, to watch them grow up, you know, he seems like a pretty uh, frugal guy, and I'm sure he's he's got a lot of money in the bank, so I don't think he needs to work. I think he just, you know, wants to keep wrestling, you know, but he doesn't need to do it full-time anymore. Right, and he can take matches that he wants to work, right? Like, he's, he's not somebody who I think that if he's working with no contract or whatever, he's going to win very many matches, right? I think he'll go in and have exceptional matches with people. You know, and if you work to work NXT, I think I'd like to see Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, Kushida. You know, there's a there's a whole bunch there. And then an AEW, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing a Kenny Omega, Daniel Bryan match, but that's kind of an obvious one. I also think Hangman Page would be a fun matchup for him. Even Christian Page would be fun. You know, it's kind of a throwback. So, yeah. So lots and lots of things to speculate and dream about. Uh, it's kind of a unique point in history where Daniel Bryan doesn't have a contract and we don't have news that he signed a new one. So feel free to think about all these potential opportunities and, uh, you know, fantasy book a little bit. You know, put your put your ideas out there in the ether and you never know, Daniel Bryan might see it and say, that sounds interesting and fun. Let me go do that. So with that behind us, the... This day in uh, in wrestling history, John, going back 19 years to the year 2002, following a loss in British court, the world to the World Wildlife Fund, the World Wrestling Federation officially changed their name and initials to World Wrestling Entertainment and WWE. Yeah, I remember. I I was telling you backstage before the show. I remember literally the day that that happened. I didn't know that it was today's date or anything, but I was. You know, back in the day, we used to just refresh web pages all the time because there was no such thing as social media. And all we had yeah. to do was instant message each other on the Internet and, you know, refresh web pages. And all of a sudden I was on WWF.com and the, the F wasn't there anymore. It was just the two W's all scratched the same way. And I was 
very confused. And then the news broke the next morning and it all made sense. But I was like, really, I, like, I grew up seeing that panda sticker everywhere with the yeah. WWF yeah. and being like, why are they both called WWF? And then, you know, it just finally settled it, I guess. Yeah. And then it started the it started the big WWE campaign of get the F out, which we all remember with fondness during the attitude type era. So yeah. We're at the tail end maybe of the attitude. So let's see, I got some comments rolling in. On this date, 365 days ago, the Essential Wrestling Podcast was born as well. So congratulations to EWP. Another <laughs> another uh, milestone in wrestling history. All right, some other news items. I think the big thing, I mean, NXT was last night, and there was a bit of news coming out of NXT last night. In fact, new tag team champions, John, you read it during the the uh, cold open here. Amber Moon and Shotzi Blackheart lost the belts. Total shock. Total yes. shock. I had no idea. I, I was saying that they were going to hold this these titles forever. And not forever, but for a long time to establish them. But I guess... Hunter has different plans with them. I mean, it was an awesome match, and it was, you know, no DQ, so it protects Shotzi and Ember. So yep. it's not really that that huge of a loss for them. And, you know, maybe they'll, we'll see them win it back. Maybe they'll be traded. Maybe this, these titles will be the title that gets traded around for a little while. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, too. I mean, it, it, the match itself was a lot of fun. You had Shotzi flying off the top of things. There was a fire extinguisher spot. There was a pyramid of chairs set up at one point. So a lot of creativity that the, the women brought to that tag title match at the end of the show. So a uh, good outing, I think for that division. Um, I guess the other, the other thing is it opens up Ember and Shotzi to move back into singles if that's what they want to do. So. Yeah. Cause they're both good opponents for Raquel. Raquel's kind of playing tweener right now. Yes. You don't really know if she's a face or a heel, but she could go either way on a dime because she's just, you know, she's kind of like the powerhouse. She's kind of like the female carrying cross, you know? Yes. Yep. But yeah, I mean, going back to the match for a second, did you see the, the power bomb or whatever that Indy took on that table when she yeah. got slammed under the table and her head, like her head just got destroyed. I thought that she was going to be out after that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was a brutal match. And yeah, I did see that spot. And so there were a few spots on the show uh, over in wrestling this week that I thought were a little bit crazy that being one of them, yeah. but, but yeah. And um, I mean, you were mentioning Raquel, she has Mercedes Martinez um, next week. They announced that on the show, they had a little um, one of those sit down segments that were the screen kind of looks like yours and mine with Raquel and one and Mercedes and the other. And they're just getting kind of interviewed back and forth. And uh it's the same thing, Mercedes Martinez. You can't really tell if she's a good, good guy, bad guy at this point either, right? Like they're both kind of playing that tweener role on this. So you're right. When Raquel comes out of that, she can pivot either way, and she can be an evil heel and face Shotzi Ember type of people, or you know she can be a good guy and face Tony Storm. So there's plenty of uh, plenty of options, and I think that they almost need that with their women's champion because there are so many contenders that are that, that, um, yeah you, you don't know. want to limit it to half of them you know right exactly exactly um okay another news on nxt last night isaiah swerve scott got a win over leon ruff in a very very good uh what was it false count anywhere match um and 
we had Swerve. He's got a new he's got a new entourage of people with him, uh, including we saw AJ Francis get involved in the match and hit Leon Ruff with Ushiguroshi on the barrier before Leon Ruff actually tossed him back in the ring and got the win, which is weird for a false count anywhere match. Yeah, no, I didn't even think of that actually. Yeah, why didn't he just do it to him on the? It, but whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I don't know why Leon Ruff jumped at AJ Francis and not Swerve. Like, yeah, this yeah, guy's yeah. like a fresh big man, and you're 140 pounds, and you think you're going to do something to him? Yeah. So uh, later <laughs> we would see Swerve with AJ Francis and Ashanti Viadonis and someone named Brianna Brandy. Now, she has not been named on television, but she was one of the, the folks that came out of the February PC class where they, they announced, oh, here's our next batch of recruits. So Is she the one oh, that was dribbling the basketball with Cameron Grimes in that one uh, backstage thing? It's possible. I think, yeah, I think that might have been her, the one that boxed him out and then took his 1000 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott put up on his Twitter – a picture of the four of them. So if you want to go check that out uh, and you're listening to the audio, uh, you can go see the picture of the, the new stable, I guess. So. Yeah. They, they there's gray. always room for more stables in my opinion. There's, I, are there any right now there's Imperium and they're not really that formidable. You know, the, the, the Pat McAfee uh, group has it's fallen gone. apart. The yeah, way is so, the way is strong. Yeah. There's the way, but they're, they're two and two, so it's kind of like you know, it's not sure. so much a stable as a, you know. I mean, it is, but it isn't. It, it, right. Traditionally speaking, the stable is limited by division, right? You have because it's a male female stable, so you not sound like right. you have four for a, a, a tag team for guys and singles guys too and stuff like that. So yeah, imagine a, a war games between the way and then some other two and two stable. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> but, yeah, it'd be. It'd very be very progressive to have that type of match intergender. So that be that could be yes, fun. yeah, that's something Impact would do definitely, definitely, definitely. I'm surprised they <laughs> haven't. We'd better check our history. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ted DiBiase continued to haunt Cameron Grimes on the show last night. Cameron Grimes got a big win over. Let's see, his name was Asher Hale, who was another person out of that recruitment class. Uh, Anthony Henry, who was part of the February recruitment class, a former Evolve Tag Team champion. So after Grimes gets that win, he goes to celebrate at the club, but Million Dollar Man bought the whole club. So why rent a booth when you can buy the whole club? Insert Million Dollar Man laugh. Fun stuff. I want to see, I want to eventually see Million Dollar Man buy the moon. So then he can't go to the moon anymore. That'd be (laughs) awesome. Yeah, Cameron Grimes was celebrating, and he only had room for three people. Me, myself, and Cameron Grimes. <laughs> yes. So. It just keeps getting better every week. There's not, not enough good things you could say about him right now, especially he's not even working a program with anyone. He's working one with a retired guy. Yeah. that Because it's so funny, it got him to come in and, and start doing cameos. It's the best. It's the best thing they could do with Cameron Grimes. He's he's a great wrestler, but he's but he's really showing his range and like his character acting. So I, I think it's I think it's great stuff. Um, the Karrion Cross situation, though, uh, we had some development over who's going to be like his next challenger, but the field seems pretty wide open. We had Kyle O'Reilly, Finn Balor, Pete Dunne. They all came out to confront him. 
Meanwhile, also Johnny Gargano is kind of getting mixed in there too. And no Adam Cole on the show, but he did kind of reverse that in his promo last week. He did kind of turn the TikTok back on Karrion Cross. So it's really a huge group of people that uh, that are kind of vying for this championship opportunity. So What's it seems like they're they're leading into something, whether it be like a mini tournament to see who faces them, or possibly as like a six man match, you know, elimination chamber maybe or. Right. Some sort of something that maybe they make up something new. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, you don't want to see him. I, I hopefully they don't burn through all his challengers in like one big match. But there's, they, I mean, when they when they brought all those guys out, I'm like, wow, there's six months of programming for Karrion Cross as champion right here. Unless they want to keep him strong and move him to Raw or SmackDown by having him lose it in a triple threat or something like that. But I hope that doesn't happen. But, um. But the Johnny Gargano insertion was kind of interesting to me. You know, he's North American championship champion. It's not unheard of for the North American champion to challenge for the big belt and or win the big belt like Keith Lee. So um, it's interesting. We'll see how it shakes out. But he's got Austin Theory next week in a non-title match. So that's gonna be fun. Yeah, I think it's going to be short. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, the, the, from bell to bell, it's going to be short. But I think you know the it's going to be fun before and after, or mostly right. beforehand. Right. There's going to be a comedy, you know, some comedy, and hopefully Scarlett gets involved with the comedy too a little bit because that's what led to the whole thing is the backstage segment with Theory and checking out Scarlett's fingernails. So yeah, the real. Yeah, the real, the real ones. <laughs> so uh, the next thing I have, you know, Frankie Monet, she is constantly, each and every week, she's just running through the women's roster to say hi to everybody. Um, it, her dog went to the bathroom in Shotzi's tank, so that that happened. But also she met, she saw Casey Catanzaro and, uh, and Kane Carter last night. The question really is, who is she going to wrestle first? And I've got a sneaky feeling that she's, her debut is not going to be that great. I think she's going to lose at her debut because she's kind of working through everybody and having a little comedic moment. And I think she's going to get humiliated in her first run. Thoughts? Uh, it seems like because of the whole tank situation, it's got Shotzi, you know, written all over it. You know, it's it might be a while before she gets her in the ring. There might be yeah. a lot of attacks and you know, promos leading up to it. But I think that'll be her first match. That That's fair. Yeah. And then hopefully it's a good match because I think, you know, Frankie Movenay, Taya Valkyrie, she can go. So hopefully she gets a, a good opportunity here to, to wrestle and show everybody what she can do. So uh, let's see. And then we saw a conference call between Imperium and Walter and don't really know what was said there, but clearly it looks like this Imperium's recruitment of Killian Dane or revenge tour on Killian Dane is not over. Uh, Wolf will have a match with Killian Dane next week. Uh, I think that was the outcome of the conference call, anyway. So, yeah, but he kind of stormed off and like, like he didn't want to do it or something. Right. Well, and yeah, I mean they're former stablemates from uh, from a gone, bygone era, right? So the sanity group. Yeah. Sanity group. I guess also the other match that we two other matches we haven't talked about. Saray got a win over uh, Zeta Ramirez, so Zeta Ramirez' win streak is over. And Champa Thatcher got a win over Grizzled Young Veterans. I will say that a couple of matches on this card tonight, I think, were 
borderline takeover quality matches from last night. You know, that I liked the Leon Ruff Swerve Scott match. I liked the main event. And then this match, I think there's a takeover version of this match, you know, that's out there that we haven't seen yet. But this was a real good match. Thatcher and Chomper. Yeah, I'd like to see them go at it with the titles on the line at some point in the future, too. Because I think Chompa and Thatcher are going to be. Uh, are, they're only doing this because Ciampa wants to get those tag team titles, I think. So I think they're going to end up being champs before they break up. Yes. I like the, this uh, Grizzled Young Veterans versus Grizzled Veterans. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So next week on NXT, we have Raquel <laughs> versus Mercedes, Santos Escobar versus Kushida coming out of the Legado del Fantasma's uh, promo during the show. Uh, they have said they want the tag titles and they want the, the Cruiserweight Championship back, so they've got their match for the Cruiserweight Championship, and I assume the MSK Legato match is forthcoming. So. Yeah, and it's uh, two out of three falls. That's right. That's right, two out of so, three falls. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking Santos gets the first fall and Kushida ends up winning the match. Which one do you think is the main event? we got Raquel versus Mercedes, and we've got Santos versus Kushida. I think one opens, one mains. Yeah, I think the women are taking the main event because it's you know it's a world title. Yep. Yeah. And then Karrion uh, Cross versus Austin Theory, which we spoke about, and Killian Dane versus Alexander Wolf. Any uh, anything else we missed on the show, John? That you want to chat about? Mm, no, I'm just I'm happy for Indy and, and Candice, but more so Indy, man, because you know I didn't know who the heck she was three months ago, and now like she's one of my favorites. She's well, doing really great character work with Dexter Loomis, and she's really good in the ring. And she's she's different. She's tall. She's a little more powerful, but not like jacked. It's you know, she's like nice. a Randy Orton in the women's division. It feels yeah. like they're working her into the storyline too. And I'm glad they have those tag titles now because they can work more women. The depth of that division, the women's division in NXT, is really really strong. So the fact that they have those tag titles, it allows them to work more people in. And by the way, this is Candice LeRae's first championship in NXT, which is almost hard to believe. She's been around for a long time, and she's excellent. So it's almost hard to believe this is her first championship. So Yeah, she always got caught up in being Johnny's wife. You know, yes. like that was always her gimmick. And now she's kind of – she's made something of herself while still being close to him on camera, which is really good. Yep. And I think she's better as a heel, right? I mean, she, as a face, was going up against Shayna Baszler, right? Like, there was no beating Shayna Baszler, so. Right. Okay, so I think that covers down on NXT last night. We have a couple of news stories coming up, so let's get prepared for that. When you hear that fun bumper, you know we're getting ready to talk about the news. But first, let's talk about the Body Slam Brigade newsletter. Sign up for that. It's free, and you get it each and every week in your inbox. Uh, it's Over 4,000 people are getting the newsletter at this point. So in addition to all the top stories, you're going to find out what's going on around this podcast and other things. Um, but I do compile the week's top wrestling stories. I put them all in a quick-to-read email, divide up by company. So very easy to read. Uh, and it's bulleted, so you can kind of scan it and get everything you want in a very quick read. So sign up now, bodyslambrigade.com. 
Okay, so top news stories. Uh, yesterday, we reported that New Japan had six talents removed from their show yesterday morning. Uh, and regarding those six talents, we have two tested positive for COVID. They have mild symptoms and are working with their doctors. So uh, no, you know, no major symptoms basically being reported, but they did report that they had two talent tested positive for COVID. The NWA will hold a 14-person battle royal in three weeks to determine the next challenger for Nick Aldis. Um, John, I, I don't think that you're a super big follower of uh, NWA, but you know the name Nick Aldis, don't you? Magnus or whatever. Yes, I do know that name, but no, I don't follow. I, you know, I've caught a match here or there on YouTube, but no, I don't follow. Yeah, so they're doing a 14-person battle royal. Uh, Nick Aldis is a, is a great champion. He's had that belt for about 800 days, I think, at this point. Maybe maybe it's more than that. Him and Walter are battling it out. Um, it's interesting because the, the, I think what they need to do is bring in some outside guys to kind of spice this up a little bit in this tournament, in this battle royal. But we'll see what they do, and hopefully their next the next challenger is probably going to be the person who wrestles on their pay-per-view, which is next month. So... Um, NWA being behind that paywall on Fight TV, I think, is really hurting their exposure. Um, I, that's what they probably have to do to succeed as a company, but um, it's not getting them a lot of new fans. The buzz isn't there. So, Blood and guts tonight, John. So Travis and I did a full preview of Dynamite on yesterday's show. So, But last night, we also talked on the Essential Wrestling Podcast. We talked about the pinnacle and inner circle blood and guts match. And I think you mentioned that you think something interesting will happen uh, to the, to cause the inner circle to submit or surrender. But uh, I guess following up on that, do you think somebody's going to turn on the inner circle? you think like Jake Hager or Sammy Guevara are going to turn on well, Jericho? I, the, Jake Hager was the one that I thought of to be the one to switch sides. But I mean, it just doesn't. I don't see how the inner circle surrenders, and I don't see how you have the the pinnacle lose when they're a brand new group. So it's just like, I feel like that's the only, one of the only things that makes sense, unless you know, like somebody mentioned yesterday, Tully throwing in the towel. Yeah. I think it might have been you. Yep. yep. Um, I it just see that seems so obvious, though. You know, because he's the manager, and you know, I don't know. Now, on the other, the converse converse of that is if the inner circle has an ally outside the cage that gets a hold of Tully Blanchard and does something to him that causes FTR to say, "Okay, I surrender." There's like little things that can work that way to make it to make a finish. But I agree with you. I think the Pinnacle is a is a must win here because this is the start of the feud, and they need some place to go off. And if the inner circle wins, well, that's kind of a conclusion. Right, that's the baby face is winning. The baby face is going over. We don't need to do this again, and it's all done. We need the pinnacle to win so that we have something to kind of go back to. I think, I, you know, they're very smart. I think they'll they'll have a good story either way. But that's kind of what I'm thinking. So, all will be decided in a few hours. So, this is the first. Yeah, uh, I, I, did I hear originally this match was supposed to be the entire show? Yeah, yeah, they they clarified in some media call that whoever said that, and I think I want to say it was Tony Schiavone that he misspoke. But that's how I was. That's how I was like 
I was really surprised by that because a one match show, and I was like, okay, well, maybe they'll do five minute intervals or something to you know. But then they announced two minute intervals, so it's going to be probably the second half of the show, I think. But um, yeah, I think that those other matches are that they've got on there. I don't think they're going to be very long, so I think they'll have them all done in the first first hour and give this one a lot of room. Yeah, it makes sense. Do like a five minute promo about it beforehand, and then just give us fifty five minutes of mayhem. Yes. Yeah. And they don't have to do a coin flip. That's something they typically do. Um, there's something that is done at times right before the match. They've already decided that uh, Pinnacle has the advantage and Sammy Guevara is going to enter first. So it'll be interesting here. Here's another thing that's fun to speculate about because we don't know who's going to enter first for the Pinnacle. And if you got, you know you have Sammy Guevara as one person, as your opponent, do you send Wardlow in there? Or do you, you know, or is the storyline with Sean Spears, you know, send him in? Oh, yeah. you almost have to go Wardlow and I just have him dominating. And then you get the, and then you have the advantage and you're two on one on Sammy. Yes. That's what I, that's what, you know, if I'm pinnacle doing strategy, that's what I'm doing. I'm sending in Wardlow first and then Sean Spears. And MJF is obviously going to be last, but, well, MJF will be sort of last, right? He'll, He'll be yeah. somebody from inner circle is last, but I think MJF's the last pinnacle person. In. Okay. Well, that covers down on news. So one thing left to do, John, have, and uh, you've got the daily wrestling news show gauntlet to go today. So uh, let me play the bumper here and then I'll explain the gauntlet. All right, John, only one person is getting a point this week. Would it be you? I'm going to give you the name of a show from last year, pay-per-view show, and you have to start naming wrestlers that wrestled in matches on that show. You're going to go until you give me a wrong answer. Right now, Al Carl was only able to give me three wrestlers before a miss on, uh, let's see, he did Backlash last year. Travis answered back with three wrestlers on Extreme Rules. So right now the pace is three. If you can name four wrestlers that that competed on Payback last year, Payback is the name of the show. If you can give me four names, then you are taking the lead. But go until you can until you miss because you got to get more than John DeCone tomorrow. Payback. Uh, can you at least tell me what month it was? Um, I want to say it was August, and that's fair because I told them. It was August thirtieth. Um, August thirtieth. So, oh, that was okay. Okay. Um, and by the way, to clarify, wrestlers that wrestled in matches, I don't not right. like not like the with or anything, you know. So. Okay. Um, hold on one second. Uh, okay, Roman Reigns. Yes. Uh, Braun Strowman. Yes. The Fiend. You're at three. You've tied them. Because okay. that was the main event. That's when Roman won the title. Correct. Okay. Okay. Um, Oscar. Hang on. No, Oscar. <laughs> 
Are you kidding me? I'm just figuring she was like the MVP last year. She was like a no-brainer. There was not a Raw Women's Championship match. Okay, here here is <laughs> sub three. Very, very interesting. So the pre-show match was the Riot Squad defeating the Iconics. The number two match, the first match on the main show was Bobby Lashley defeating Apollo Crews by submission. Then we had that was for the United States Championship, by the way. That's when the the uh, the new MVP style belt came about. Okay. Big E defeated Sheamus. Matt Riddle defeated King Corbin. Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax defeated Bailey and Sasha Banks by submission for the championship. Keith Lee defeated Randy Orton. And then Ray and Dominic Mysterio defeated Seth Rollins and Murphy. And then the main event, as mentioned, Roman Reigns defeated The Fiend and Braun Strowman. So three points, three points. So you, it's a, it's, if John DeConi doesn't get four tomorrow, this whole system is flawed for me. Asuka is so, oh man, how is she not on that show? <laughs> it's very, it is very interesting. You're right. I'm so disappointed right now. I Because I was going to go Sasha and Bailey next and I was just going to keep racking them up. I have to go back and do my research, but I, I'm thinking this might have been the Sasha Banks Raw Champion era, maybe. No, no, Asuka would have had it again. So I don't know. No Asuka on this show. All right. Well, that has been the daily wrestling news for the day. Let me get into a few things that you should know. Uh, we have the Crucifix T-shirt is the featured shirt from Body Slam closed this month. Uh, check it out. It's a, it's a nice shirt, and it comes for $20. It includes shipping. It's in the super soft style. I'll give you whatever size you want for that. So go over to bodyslamclothes.com and check that shirt out. It is a great, great shirt. Memorialize how 90% of Raw matches end with a roll-up with the Crucifix shirt. And then join Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Friday nights for the primetime rundown. They take you through the world of sports. Their show kicks off at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. Again, the primetime rundown, your weekly sports show. And then the Essential Wrestling Podcast. We'll be doing episode number 53 this Tuesday. You can go access the replay on all the major outlets uh, right now from episode 51 and get our full analysis on blood and guts there. So um, Al Carl will be hosting that. John Smith will be there. I will be there. John DeConi, Gary Mahaffey every week for updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. Coverage begins at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. I also want to tell people about ProWrestlingPick'em.com. This is the website owned and operated by Mr. Al Carl, who is often on this show uh, in a hosting position. Go here and you know blog your picks each and every week for the major shows. You know you can go on today and you can make picks for Blood and Guts. Join a league, create a league, play against your friends, play against the universe. Uh, ProWrestlingPick'em.com. It's fantasy for wrestling. And the Daily Wrestling News Show, we're here every day, Monday through Thursday. And it seems like more weeks than not, we're here on Friday as well. So uh, 10 a.m. is the live show. Do check it out every day. We're, you're listening to it right now, actually. And it's a great, great way to get up to date on all of the news and happenings in the world of wrestling. Uh, the Daily Wrestling News Show, every day, 10 a.m. And John, 
anything you want to talk about this morning? Oh, yes, I do have a word of advice for the people out there. Okay. Um, my word of advice today is it never hurts to ask. I was over at the shop right at the local supermarket the other day, and um, I pulled up because I had to grab a Gatorade for my son for, for Little League, and I was in the, the fire lane, and I just ran in, ran out. And when I came back out, the Krispy Kreme truck was there unloading their Krispy Kreme donuts. And I go, hey, you got any extra? And he goes, yeah, here you go. And I was like, oh, no, I'm just kidding. He's like, no, seriously, come here. He hands me a dozen donuts. Wow. So I've been eating Krispy Kremes for breakfast the past few days. So <laughs> we're up to that guy. I hope I don't get him in trouble. I'm not going to tell you where I live or which shop right it was, but thanks for the free donuts. Never That's hurts to good. ask, guys. The life you live, John. You know, the advice that we get out of, the, out of these is great stuff. So do ask. Also, if you're looking for Krispy Kremes and there's none left, check with the store clerk. They might have a dozen donuts they got from the truck driver. Exactly. <laughs> all right. That's been our show. Thanks, everybody, for watching and listening. Hope you enjoyed the talk about Daniel Bryan and also uh, Blood and Guts and everything in between. NXT had a great time this morning. For John, I'm Ryan. We will see you tomorrow.